Hello. Hello. Happy May. It's May Day. Yeah. Happy May Day. I hope you're all doing hulas. Uh, yeah. Do you hula on May Day? Yeah, May, oh, at least in Hawaii, May Day is oh is Lay Day. You do oh yeah, you get together. And I just know about you know the the Maypole and the flowers like in the olden times. I think it's just spring, right? Sure. Except doesn't spring start in April? Uh, yeah, I think it does. April twenty. I don't. I don't, I don't know. Maybe it's the end of spring. I don't, I don't, beginning I'm, of summer. I'm not. A, I'm not an astrologer. I don't. Okay. Uh, welcome to my first time. Yeah, welcome. I'm Mary Jo Smith. I'm Colleen Smith. No, no relation. relation. Uh, with us, as always, is Ian, Dr. Phone Smith, Dr. Ian Phone Smith, right. related to me. <laughs> but not to me. Uh, this month's topic is... Uh, the first time I was, my first time, I was victim of a crime. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I know at least our crime, well, you'll find out who our is, is unavenged. So, <laughs> go out there and, awesome. and hunt these gentlemen down. Yeah. Um... With us, are, as guests, are Jane Entwistle, Andrew Friedman, and Nicole Payone. All of you can make sounds yeah. when your names Yay. are Great. Yeah, there you go. Um, yeah. All right, so Mary Jo's going to start us off. Oh, I'm going to start us off. And, and uh, yeah. Okay, I'll start us <laughs> off. I don't know what I was about to say. I think I was about to say something about Prince. Okay. Uh, all right, so um, my first time I was victim of a crime, um, this was a long time ago, and we uh, had tickets. The guy was dating at the time, and um, one other friend of ours, um, we had tickets to see the Arrhythmics at the Greek Theater. Ooh. Yeah, good show, right? Mm -hmm. And um, and this is like this is when the Arrhythmics were still the Arrhythmics, not the Arrhythmics reunited to be the Arrhythmics right. again, but this is like still original Arrhythmics. Um, and at the Greek Theater, and, and the Greek Theater, if, if for anybody listening that doesn't know, is a, a small outdoor amphitheater in Los Angeles, and it's set in Griffith Park, and it's sort of baked into the hill of Griffith Park, so the stadium seats sort of go, are set into one of the mountains that make up Griffith Park, and whatever that mountain range is called, where the observatory is. Well, that's for the sake is of this, let's just call it Hollywood the Hollywood Hills. Sure, why not? <laughs> Um, that sounds important. So we had tickets to go see the Arrhythmics, and I don't know if it's the same way anymore when you go to a show at the Greek, because I haven't been in a while, but do they still have stacked parking where you park your car and then someone yeah. parks behind you? Yeah. Okay, so um, that, that will play a part in this story uh, <laughs> shortly. But we, you know, we got there fairly early. We were going to have a picnic, and uh, we were super psyched, and we were dressed like you would dress to go mm -hmm. see the Arrhythmics <laughs> in probably 1989 or whatever it was. Because I think I was like, I, I want to say I was 16 when this happened. So um, my boyfriend at the time had the, the tickets in his uh, hand as we were walking from the car, and I said, give me the tickets because I don't trust you and I think you're going to lose them. Or whatever I said, something snarky and terrible. And um, he said, no, no, And he put them in. He's like, I got them right here. I got them in my hip pocket. And he put them in the front pocket of his jeans. And then we're walking, we're walking, we're walking. And there's people like, hey, do you want to buy some pot? Or hey, do you have any pot to sell? Or hey, do you have any extra tickets? And, you know, like that sort of concert right. yeah. accosting that comes at you as you're walking into a venue. And then the next thing we know, he's been pickpocketed. And it, like, happened in a, in a very quick second where – this guy was like, do you have any tickets? And I, there was something about the, him walking towards us where I was like, he doesn't really want a ticket or something. Like I knew he was sort of up to something, but oh, in, yeah. the, in the moment that it happened, I didn't really know what was happening. And then, boom, our tickets are gone. So 
And I was furious. First of all, I got to be the righteous girlfriend. I'm like, I told you to let me carry the ticket. So I had my moment, but that was not enough. And then, so this, this, um, so now it's stack parking. You can't leave. So you can't go back to your car and go home because your car is blocked in on all four sides. And, and by the way, we've gotten a little drunk because we got there early. So we have wine and picnic and whatever. And so now it's like a half an hour before. So we're going in and we don't have great seats. So cheap seats probably, you know, the Greek is small. No matter where you sit, you're going to have a great time. But certainly we were way up in the nosebleed section of, of the uh, auditorium. So I said, um, this is where it takes a turn, because that was my whole crime. That was then when I was the victim of the crime. But then I became the criminal. Um, because I said, oh, we're going. We're seeing this show. There's no, there's no way. And we didn't know where our seats were. Like We couldn't go up and say, we're in row 17 you know, ABC and whoever sits there, go get them. They stole our tickets. Like we, we had no idea where our seats were. So, um, we, I said, I'm not leaving. Like I'm not leaving. And they said, well, we can stand out here and listen to music. I'm like, no, I'm going to this concert. I am. I've been waiting for this concert for so long. We're going to this concert. And, um, I was just to set the scene a little bit. I was wearing, uh, I was wearing really, um, awesome 80s garb. So I had um, <laughs> leggings and like a Madonna e skirt, you know, yes, and yeah, and like lots of black rubber bracelets and mm -hmm. stuff like that. And I probably <laughs> had some kind of hair scrunchy, scrunchy thing or something. And like, you know, very like starlight, star bright Madonna video look. Like yeah. that, I rock, was rocking that that night. And um, including um, plastic high heeled shoes. You remember those Whoa. pumps that were like, you know, like, like any. Jellies? No, not like jellies, but like like payless. Like they were just cheap, like polyurethane. Yeah, I mean, you know, you wore them a few times, and then your feet would just smell like horrible, yes. and you would have to get rid of them. Those shoes. <laughs> and uh, so um, it's so we we tried to figure. Okay, we're gonna break in. Like we're gonna get in. We went to the door. They didn't believe our story. We'll skip past that part. So we're like, all right, we're gonna get in. We're gonna totally get in. So we start scoping out the Greek theater and we're sort of like wandering around and there's big chain link fence that goes that's really high up with with um razor wire across the top in some places and goes way up to prevent people like us from breaking in and um I'm not a small person but I'm determined I am going to climb that chain link fence I'm going to get into this concert we are going I don't care what it takes I don't care um and my boyfriend's like you're crazy we're not doing this and I'm like we're doing this we can't leave anyway we might as well do this let's do this so we finally, like, we're climbing, we're climbing up a dark hillside in the dark at night, just, like, climbing, going through trees, tr seeing, like, in our logic, in our logic, our logical way of thinking was, if the hill keeps going up, the fence will get shorter <laughs> as the hill meets the fence, right. as if no one would have thought. <laughs> that the hill gets higher, so therefore the fence will get higher. So we just kept climbing, thinking, well, it's got to be, it's got to like be lower at some point. And then, um, then quickly learned, realized that that wasn't going to happen. And so I said, all right, we'll just have to climb the fence. And um, so I, you know, like somebody gave me two hands. I think it wasn't my boyfriend; it was my friend Dan. Put his hands, like you know, clasped, put his hands together to give me a footing up. And um, and I can only imagine what this would have looked like because, you know, like I looked like a little bit like Veruca Salt dressed like Madonna, <laughs> like being hoisted over the fence by one gay guy and my boyfriend who hadn't come out as gay yet. Like, and they also were dressed kind of flock of seagully. And so like, you know, we don't look like your average criminals. We just look like idiots. Um, so now I'm like, so we're climbing, we're climbing. And that 
this story could go on forever, but I'm going to skip through this part because it took a long time to climb the fence. And there was a lot of falling <laughs> off the fence, and there was a lot of like, ow, oh, those are razors! And like a lot of those, this isn't good! And like bleeding, and then scratches, oh, no. and tearing of clothes. And um, But I was determined. I was like, we're getting into this concert. We're going to get into this concert. So um, we finally got over the fence. <laughs> yes. Now, I have to ask, though. Yeah. I get the idea that you crawled up. Yep. You confronted razors. Mm-hmm. But then do you have to just plummet down on the other side? Well, we're getting there. Okay. <laughs> so we have climbed so far up in pursuit of the shorter fence that doesn't exist that we're really high above um, the back of the amphitheater. And if you look down, you can sort of see it through the trees. But there's a lot of trees back there. And it's a pretty steep hill. Um, so now we have climbed the fence. All three of us have gotten over the fence. And we're, I mean, we're in pain. Like, we're seriously like, oh, my God, this, what are we doing? But I, I was determined that we're going to go. i got to get in there. Like, I'm going to see this concert. And the concert's going, by the way. Like, you can hear it. It says started. We're probably 45 in, minutes into what will likely be a 90-minute concert. But I'm like, <laughs> we're, get, we're going. We're going to be in there. The, the Eurythmics are playing, right? The Eurythmics are playing. Oh, so it's like, okay. here comes the rain again as you're... Right, 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 right. <laughs> so we get over the fence. We, um, okay, so now we're at the top of this hill, and I am like, I've taken off my heels. Um, I had taken off my heels to climb the fence, and I'm standing at the top of a hill with these heels in my hand, and my, my boyfriend and my other friend are standing there with me, and um, we start to like, all right, it's dark. We're like, okay, let's just hold hands and just like keep each other steady, and we're going to walk down this hill which lasted about two seconds. And then it was like, trip, fall, fall. And then it was like Princess Bride, like, ooh, ooh, ow, oh, but rolling, rolling, tree, ow, rock, ow, ow. Like, you can, we can hear each other. And at the very back of the Greek oh amphitheater, <laughs> it's horrible and fabulous all at the same time, at the very, the last row of the seats at the Greek amphitheater um, are against a curved concrete wall. And oh. it's, it's dug down at the bottom of it to provide a trench so that if it rains or whatever, like rocks, trees, animals, anything that comes crashing, you know, rolling down that hill will slam into the brick wall and fall into the trough. You know, like if you're standing in the trough and you look up, it's probably six feet. So it's, you know, it's like a good three foot drop. We did not know that yet. (laughs) So we're, you know, so we're just, and we can see like, oh God, and you're trying and we're trying like to like stay upright, but just sliding on our butts. And my hands were like just dug up from like trying to keep, myself steady and them too like it was horrible and then just slammed into the cement wall just like slammed into the cement wall and fell into the trough and the music is playing and I'm looking up and I'm just like oh my god oh my god we made it oh my god and this guy looks over the like we slammed into the back of this guy's seat and he looks over the edge at us and he goes cool and he handed me a joint and it was like this and then, um, then we had to get out. So I smoked some joint. And then we had to get um, what in the trough because then, then, then we have to get out of the trough. So now we're like, you know, we have to oh, we gotta climb again. And like here we're climbing, and the, the people are helping us over the wall from the back. And it was amazing. It was like it was like my Berlin Wall moment. It was like get me out of here. They were like holding it, carrying us up with, not carrying us, but like pulling us up over the wall. So now we're in the concert, and. Uh, it's, and it's glorious. We don't have seats. And um, so now we're wandering around, and every time a security guard would come and be like, go back to your seats, we'd be like, yeah, okay, we're going back to our seats. And then we'd relocate, and we'd go to another place where we didn't have seats. And then they'd say, go back to your seats. And meanwhile, 
as you walk down the aisles, anybody that's sitting on the aisle at a concert and has a big, like, 86-ounce beer will set it on the ground <laughs> next to the right of their seat or the left of their aisle seat. So right. we were just grabbing beer, so we're getting trashed. So now we're stoned, and we were drunk before we climbed the wall, but a lot of that had worn off with the razor wire. <laughs> so um, now we're drinking strangers' beers. We're just getting more and more hammered. We don't have seats. And every time we would get moved, we were getting closer and closer to the front. We now have had a much better time at this concert and much better seats at this concert than we ever would have had had we actually kept our tickets. Um, and we ended up in somehow in the press pit oh at the front, <laughs> like bef- bef- in front of the front seat, the front row, and in the somehow we ended up in the press pit. So now we're like jostling with people who have cameras, and I look up, and there's Annie Lennox, and she's like, she's standing on the edge of the stage in her glorious, like, glamazon, you know, red hair, bl- punky spiky you know when she went all red and crazy and and she's she's singing she's got this like rock and roll stance and she's just singing and her whole body's into it and she's singing so hard that she's just spitting as she sings and i'm just getting sprinkled with annie lennox spit it's like this amazing like baptism of like the eurythmics it was the best it was the best. Like had our had, had I not been a victim of a crime, I would have missed this amazing experience. And I, by the way, I'm like ripped. I've got bloody legs. My hands are like just ripped. I'm wasted. As pretty as I might have looked heading in, that has so been just destroyed by the whole experience of climbing and rolling and slamming and climbing again. And then like I don't know how we didn't get kicked out. Like if you'd seen me away from your seat you would have been like first of all ma'am have you been assaulted like that would have been my first question like are you all right like nobody said anything except go back to your seat and then to have gotten into the the front pit and just there and just like i i rocked so hard it was like this is the fucking the best night of my life and then um, I remember my mother saying to me, did you get a tetanus shot after you... <laughs> oh my God. No, I did not get a tetanus shot. But that's my story. That was the first yeah. time I was before the crime. Yay! It was awesome. I feel like I just said that at 100 miles an hour. No. I was afraid it was going to be long. Uh, yeah, because my question was going to be, you were so caught up. How did... How did you get over the razors? Oh my god. I don't understand the razor part. There were parts, there were places where there was no razor wire. So it was like we would climb up, and that was part of why it took so long. It was like climbing up and going, oh, we can't get over here, and then having to climb again and having to climb again. And like that was the part that took the longest. The pummeling slide down the hillside took like 30 seconds. (laughs) It took like 20, 30 minutes to get over the wall, and then. I like that um, on this podcast, you've had two stories of climbing chain link fences. Yes. Please listen to the first time I did the grossest thing. You hear what I know. <laughs> that was pretty gross. Um, wait, I had one more question. Oh, I can't remember what it was. There was something in that story that was insane, and um, I don't, I don't know, I don't know what it was. But just one thing. This story is so crazy. They're all ins- oh, that I I like the picture. That person's like, where did my beer go? Oh, yeah. and they, have, they have this like trauma of a right. concert where they like go beer. But didn't that happen a lot? Like people did that. <laughs> people did that all the time. At least I did. I mean, I went to lots of concerts where that was like the, the like the thing. You did this. You did yeah. the the stoop and scoop where you just like you're walking along and then you stoop and you scoop and you just keep going. Yeah. I didn't even know you that was a that, term. Try it. Andrew said, "Yeah, <laughs> do you steal." I mean, being agreeable. <laughs> 
I've stolen so much stuff in my life. <laughs> but like, but also going to concerts in that time, mm-hmm. you could get away. I mean, you could make your way sometimes to the front. And yeah. I mean, that's incredible. It, it yeah. is sort of like one of those things like, it is different, right? The world is different today. Yeah. You can never get away with no. some of this so stuff. So many guards and yeah. ushers. Yeah. Yeah, we'll get there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, that's my story. Hooray! Right. Yeah. Okay, so this is a story where I was both the victim of the crime and the perpetrator of the crime, much like your story, Mary Jo. (laughs) It's Seattle. It's the early 90s. I'm living up on Capitol Hill, and um, my next-door neighbor was a guy named Jeff, but he spelled his name G-E-O-F-F, and he was from Boston and had one of those strange, like, British Boston accents. Yeah. And he was very fussy, and, and we worked together, and we also lived next door to each other, and I was in love with him. Um, and it was unrequited, as was the case with all of my relationships till pretty much last week. Um, and we got into watching Twin Peaks on VHS tape because it was the 90s. And we would walk down 15th Avenue to the video store that was in a little fire brick firehouse, and we would get the Twin Peaks you know, we were watching the series, and we would walk back, and we would do this every week. It was our ritual. And a little side note is that I would cook these dinners, and I had um, a friend named Stephen who was um, into the Wiccan <laughs> arts, and I had told him about my crush on Geoff, which is what we called him, just to annoy him. And he told me that if I wanted to secure Geoff's affections, that when I cooked for him, I had to insert myself into his food. And, and I was cooking a roast chicken. And uh, suffice it to say that I, I did not molest the chicken, as Stephen okay. had suggested that I do. But I just think that's an interesting side note. Because it goes to my state of mind at the time, mm-hmm. that I was basically crazy. <laughs> so one night, we're going to get the, the VHS tape. And we noticed this piece of crap car parked on 15th. And parking was really hard to get. And this car had littered with parking tickets all over the front of the windshield and notices that it was going to be towed any day, but like six notices and like 20 parking tickets. So we stopped to take a look at this car and I think, how how did the city let this happen? Parking is so difficult. And upon closer inspection, I see on the dashboard a sign that says, please take me. Wow. So I think this is uh, really curious. And I don't have a car. I don't even have a driver's license. And I think, well, I would like this car. <laughs> and it's, it says, please take me. So I say to Jeff, it's, Jeff, Geoff, this car, it says, please take And he's, no, Jane, leave it. <laughs> but, but come on now, think about it. I, wouldn't it okay, okay, Geoff, wouldn't it be funny if the car was unlocked? And he said, don't you dare open that car, Jane. And of course I do, and it's unlocked. So I get in the passenger seat, and I'm looking around this piece of crap car, and I think, wow, if I had a car, where would I hide the keys if I wanted someone to take my car? The glove compartment. Hey, Jeff, wouldn't it be amazing if I, if I opened the glove compartment and the keys were there? And they were. 
hey, 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 GF, what if I put the key and it fits in the ignition and the car starts? And he's having a conniption fit because he's very fussy and this is, a, you know, this is right. a felony. This is a felony. Well, we're driving around the block <laughs> and we're on our second pass. And I'm like, I am laughing because I have a new car. <laughs> and he's just sweating bullets. He's so nervous, you know. And all of a sudden, he starts madly rolling down his window. And he's like, oh, my God, roll down your window, Jane. Roll it down, roll it down. And so I do. And he's gagging and coughing and tears are streaming down his face. So a little note about me. I don't have a sense of smell. Oh. Mm. So GF pulls over the car, and he gets out, and he's retching on the side of the road, and he said, something has died in the car. The smell of death has permeated everything. I can't smell it. I'm, I'm like, so my car's stinky. <laughs> Whatever. So we're looking around, you know, under the seats, in the back seat. There's nothing, no dead thing. So we go, yeah. We go around and we're standing. It's nighttime on this drizzly Seattle street. And we both face the trunk and he's pointing. He's going, that's, that's where the smell is coming from. <laughs> and we look and the trunk is bolted shut. Holy shit. And I'm still thinking, well, <laughs> but it's not going to bother me because I don't have a sense of smell. So I do the next logical thing that any idiot 20-year-old would do is I go to the police station <laughs> and I march in there and for some reason uh, the counter was elevated so that the police <laughs> officer was looking down at me from this great height and I could barely reach the counter. I was on my no. tiptoes <laughs> and I was wearing pigtails and so I looked like a child and <laughs> i had uh this is a shameless plug i had just done a movie um with jeff bridges where i was i played a 13 year old and i was 23 at the time just goes to show you how young nice. that i looked yeah. in a shameless plug <laughs> so i say to the police officer um so uh, there was this car parked on may street and it had a sign in it that said please take me and so i did and we were driving around the block and um i think there's a dead person in the trunk but what i really want to know is if i can have the car <laughs> and the you know there's a couple and and geoff is out guarding the death car he has refused to come in and he also doesn't want anything to happen to the car so you drove the car to the police station? we drove the car to the police station we parked out front <laughs> and i marched myself in and in my mind indignantly this is my car it said, please take me. Yeah, possession is nine-tenths of the law. Exactly. So the police officer finally says, you need to go and put that goddamn car back where you found it. Mm. And I'm like, okay, first of all, um, I said there might be a dead body in the trunk, so that's kind of weird that you would say that. And second of all, it said, please take me. So I think that the car really does belong to me now. And he said, if you don't put that goddamn car back right now, you're going to be in big trouble. I go, but what's going to happen to it? He said, it'll get uh, towed. I go, well, well the, after it's towed, what then? He goes, it'll go to an impound lot. I go, can I have it then? <laughs> <laughs> and he roared. He was like, put that goddamn car back now before I arrest your ass for annoying me. <laughs> Not 
for having a car that might have a dead body in the trunk. Like, why didn't he take that seriously? So we we put the car back. I mean, it was it really was heartbreaking. We parked it in the same damn spot. And that's it. We continued our ritual of watching Twin Peaks. Um, I sent Geoff down to the video store to get the tape the next week because, I don't know, I was probably thinking about being intimate with his dinner. (laughs) (laughs) And he came back so fast, and I said, well, did you take the bus down? And he pulls the keys from his pocket. And he said, well, he told us to put the car back. He didn't say we had to put the keys back. And so for a while, we just used the car to get down to the video store and get videos. And then eventually it disappeared. Wow. We still don't know if there was a dead body in the trunk? No! Oh, my God. That's so crazy. But but something, Jeff was convinced. I mean, he was retching. He said the smell of death was the rot. Well, here's what the policeman said. I forgot this part. I said, because I was just really caught up on the fact that the note said, please take me. And he said, did it ever occur to you that they wanted you to take the car so that they could report it stolen and then you could be responsible for whatever is going on with that car? Oh. <sighs> But still, wouldn't he want to be like, let's just make sure this thing that's bolted shut doesn't have an unsolved dead body yeah. inside of it. Well, that seems irresponsible as a policeman. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was probably more about me um, marching and right. like an Oompa Loompa just <laughs> stomping my foot. And, it's, you know, you talked about being, um, who were you talking about being? Veruca Salt? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, just that. Daddy, I want that car. Right. Just being completely impertinent and pigtails flying and being all of like five feet tall. The policeman did not take me seriously. If he had only come out and smelled the car himself, he would I have can't believe he, he would have now. I can't. Yeah. It smells of death, this car. Um, it's such a beginning of a movie. You know? <laughs> yeah, like, it totally I is. You. Also, my favorite part is you didn't drive but you were so conscious of the parking restrictions. And you're like, I didn't own a car, I didn't have a driver's license, but parking was restricted, and yeah. this car was taking up a parking spot. Yeah, well, it's almost like a like a like a weird riff in in reality, like that that mm. car had so many tickets and so many warnings right. and it never got removed that it was sort of like in this yeah. cone of like waiting yeah. for you to come along. Well, and also remember, we were watching Twin Peaks. Oh, like, yeah. that's what we were obsessed with. Yeah. You know, so that kind of... It was of, like an episode. It was. That kind of... You could almost hear the, the, the music of Twin Peaks following us out to this very strange piece of crap car. But I also that's love that Geoff, who, uh, despite early on saying, no, we can't do this, we can't do this, kept the keys. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> kept the keys the whole time. So you could again... You made a rebel yeah. out of them. Yeah. I yeah. did. You broke him. I did. Oh, I, what happened to him? Did, um, I'm not sure what happened to him. We lost touch. You baked him and ate him. <laughs> <laughs> when, you, when you said a part of you has to be in it, I thought you had to like put your hair or your spit or something in it. Close, close Colleen. Close. Yeah. It's a little more intimate. A little, little more on the romance level, okay. if you get that, my drift. That, that, 
How that... close were you to making love to the chicken? Um, well, I, I was such a, I was kind of a prude. So I think if I had been a little loose, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I probably would have done it in a heartbeat. The weirdest infection. The same week where you have to go to tell a cop the strangest story, then you have to tell a doctor, like, um, I think I have salmonella in my vagina. (laughs) (laughs) There's a dead body in my car and salmonella. (laughs) Ringworm. Classic ringworm. It's just a fungus. (laughs) And the idea of, like, that like in the early '90s in Seattle, that the amount of like, like right. everyone saw the movie The Craft, the ringworm-related making love to chicken things. It's like I've seen a lot of this. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're the fourth person that's coming here this week. <laughs> oh my God. That's nuts. Um. Okay. Well, my story is. I, it's kind of sad, but I, I guess I was—I definitely was a victim. It doesn't make um, it sad. Yeah. Uh, okay, so in, in Maryland, I'm sure this happened everywhere, but in Maryland, when you graduated high school, everybody would go to Beach Week down at, in Ocean City, Maryland. And so for that week, if you went to the beach that week, it was like all high school students. I mean, everybody was drunk and doing drugs, and every hotel room was was eighteen year olds. Um, so when I was a freshman in college, my brother, who was a year younger, was graduating high school, and he said, "Why don't you come down with me? You know, I'm only going to go for a few days. You come down, we'll have fun." Da da da. And I was like, "Great, I'll bring my friend Brian." So the three of us went down. We got a hotel room, um, and I think it was the first. I think we got there the first night we got there. We decided to go to this party. That it was these guys from my brother's high school. Um, I didn't. We not, I didn't know them, but he kind of knew them. He's like, I think we can get in. Let's just go. It'll be people from my high school. Great. So we went. We went to the to the front door, and they were like, No, you can't. You can't come in. <laughs> so, uh, we just got turned away. We just got turned away immediately. You know, it was like three Jew, no, three Jewish kids, like you know, under five, six. Um, they were like, "No, you can't come in." So we, so my brother immediately left and started walked around, and he went around to the side of the building to to head back to the hotel or something. But my friend Brian and I stayed and we were trying to negotiate our way in. Like, come on, let us in, you know, this will be fun, you know, we're we're nobodies. And while we were talking, (laughs) we won't cause cause any harm. Um, While we were talking, two, two or three guys had like passed us and followed my brother, but we didn't really take any, you know, notice of them. We were still trying to get in. So eventually, after a couple minutes, we, we left. We realized that we're not, we're not getting in. So we, we left, and we walked around to the, to the side of the building, and there was a big gravel parking lot. And those two dudes that had left right after my brother were, like, pushing him up against a van, and they were Ooh, punching him. And, yeah. yeah. And so I <laughs> instinctually uh, ran towards them. Now, my other brother, my older brother who was six years older, was like a, a black belt, a first degree black belt 
champion of like Maryland. Like mm-hmm. he had a hundred wow. trophies and like he was he was you know, Mr. Karate. And I'd never done any karate. So he was no, not there. He was not there. <laughs> he was not there, but I thought, hey, I'm sure in it's in the blood. Like something must have, you know, fallen off of him into into me. So, I've seen the karate so, kid. I yeah, know. it's a karate kid. So I I ran towards these guys pushing my brother. Um and I tried to sidekick them, like <laughs> classic karate kick, and stupidly didn't realize, you know, that I was on a gravel parking lot. Before I even made contact, I slipped and fell and landed on my back. And before I could blink, three guys were on top of me. One guy, uh, one guy held me down. One guy held held my gajingas. <laughs> And then the third guy took rocks and just smashed, <gasps> smashed my head Whoa. for, I don't know how long. I lost consciousness for Whoa. like a period of time, which was terrible. And then eventually they got pulled off of me and I got up and like, I, I didn't know what was going on. And, and the three of us, my brother, my buddy, Brian, uh, and, and I just, just ran. They, they were like, Get, the other guys were that had helped us were like, get out of here, go, go, go. So oh, we, some, some other people came down. Some other people had come and helped and pulled these dudes off of, off of me. Um, and then we were just running. We were running down uh, Coastal Highway in Ocean City. And I remember looking down and I was wearing <laughs> my f- most favorite white t-shirt that I had, like oh. put on that night because I thought like, oh, maybe I'll meet some, <laughs> some chicks or something. <laughs> <laughs> it was covered. It was covered in blood. And I was like, "Oh my gosh!" And some guy stopped us on the street, on the sidewalk, and uh, and I remember him. He was like, like he was like a vagabond. He was like a just a bearded kind of weird guy. And he was like, "Hey man, you gotta stop. You gotta stop running." <laughs> and and he stopped us. He's like, "Look, look at you." Look at you. You got to get an ambulance. So he ran. I don't know where he went, but he ran and he called. He got somebody to call on an ambulance. This was before cell phones. This was like 90. And he ran and he got uh, an ambulance to come. And an ambulance came, picked us up, took, took the three of us to this clinic. So in Ocean City, it's, there's, there isn't a hospital there. There's like these, you know, the 93rd Street Clinic or the 42nd Street Clinic. And they were these little places. Did something happen to Brian too? Like, was he injured also? Brian was fine. <laughs> <laughs> Brian, well, this, it was almost, it was kind of the beginning of the end of our relationship because <laughs> I remember looking and seeing so. Brian just standing there. He Why? was a small guy. He was a small guy. But, and he, I think he didn't know what to do. Like, in the, and later, later in the story, I'll explain, like, why he probably didn't do anything. But he was totally fine. Uh, anyway, this so this ambulance took us to the clinic, and I got there, and there was one there's one doctor on duty, oh. and thank God this guy was doing. He would come down one weekend a month to to help out at this clinic. He was from Georgetown University, and he was a physician, and he was like, "Man, you are lucky that I am here." Uh, and he stitched. I had twelve. 
12 stitches in my head. Wow. I'd, I'd broken my nose. I had black wow. eyes. I wow. deviated septum. Oh, I couldn't geez. breathe. I don't want time. And he, he did like two layers of stitching. Yeah. He's like, you know, I don't know what other guys would have done or women uh, would have done in this situation, doctors wise, like if they would have done just one layer. But he did two layers of stitches, which I think saved me from having some sort of plastic surgery on my forehead because it was huge. Anyway, so he stitched me up. We, we left the beach that night. We were like, we're leaving, we're going home. And we drove back to my dad and my stepmom's house. And I remember coming home, coming into the home at like 2, 30, 3 o'clock in the morning. And they were like, what happened? What happened to you? And I said, well, I got beat up. And these guys jumped me and da 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 da, da. So cut to um, maybe like five or six months later. We so we sued. The, my brother knew these guys from school. He knew them by name. They were high school students. They were high school students. Of, uh, you wow. know, peers of, of his. And, uh, and so we decided, like, we're going to sue them. You mm -hmm. know, this is terrible. So we, we took them to court. Um, I had had, uh, I had to have surgery. I had to have no, uh, nose surgery. I had, um, my septum was deviated, so I had that corrected. And then I had a huge just bump on my no nose so they did some plastic surgery and fixed my nose um and then we went to court and i don't know why my folks they didn't get like a proper lawyer like we just had the da <laughs> i don't know why they didn't hire someone i don't it was really thinking back it was kind of bizarre so we had this da that was just assigned to us and i remember getting getting there and him being like, you know, like, what's the next case? And like, he didn't really know the case. And he didn't, when the, when our case came up, he kind of just didn't say much to the judge. And like, I went on the stand and I just remember being so nervous and I answered some questions. And then the judge literally deemed it beach week shenanigans <gasps> and threw it out of, no! threw it out of court. Yeah. <sighs> So you were a victim of a crime twice. Yeah, twice. Yeah. And that was it. That was the end. And How? like we we didn't appeal or anything like that. But those dudes were there, the three guys. And they were huge. They were like <laughs> they were like six, five, all three of them. And I'm like, why would why yeah. did I ever think that I could go and what sidekick? Happened? Why did they attack your brother in the face? They, everybody was drunk. We everybody, you know, they yeah. were drunk and it was Beach Week shenanigans. Beach yeah. Week shenanigans. Oh my god. Yeah. And I think that's why Brian just kind of stood <laughs> stood <laughs> off to the side. Did he apologize or say Yeah, that? I mean I think he felt badly about it later. But uh yeah. So that was my, that was my, That's uh, crazy. Wow. I don't understand. Someone took rocks and punched you in the face and someone goes, beach, that's death. Like that's, that's I know. Death. One step away from like. Right. Cats. I could have had like brain damage yeah. or something well, terrible. Well, I just guy. Like, you gotta stop running because you're gonna die. <laughs> right. I love, I love he saved you. He saved my life. Magical character that, yeah, saved my yeah. life. Yeah. That's yeah. Like that guy just uh, like, stop. Probably because vagabonds probably get the shit kicked out of them all the time. First of all, I love that we're using the word vagabond. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Andrew. I see him more as like a beach hobo. It was yeah, like a beach yeah, hobo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had like a sure. stick with like a little, yeah, yeah. you a know. Bindle. A bindle. A bindle. Yeah. Drindle, bindle, bindle. Bindle. Same, same word as a little Coke envelope for some reason. I don't know why. We have an interesting, it's not our story. We, I mean, 
comedian, but our dad was 6'6", six, six, and he broke his nose like three times in a childhood. One just like running and like yeah. turning around and then turning back and there was a brick wall right oh there. Oh my God. But one of his stories was, um, he was in high school, I think, getting ready to graduate, and my dad was 6'6", six, six, like freshman year, so he was always like a big guy, and these five guys jumped him. And beat him up, and uh, I think they're all smaller than him, but not just cause, just cause. Just I think probably men. I don't know why they beat up my dad for whatever reason, but they beat him up, and they broke his nose, and they did a bunch of stuff, Fair. and he uh, like testified against them and got at least one or two of their scholarships pulled away. Wow. Yeah. yeah, and it was one of those things where like them jumping my dad ruined their life, like because yeah, they all. I can't believe your parents didn't get a lawyer. That's so crazy. I know, and we had like a hundred lawyers in our family. What? I mean, like, what? I mean, we had lawyers in our family. I don't know what the deal was. I think they just, I don't know. It's bizarre. They trusted. They, I would say like, Law and Order didn't exist yet. It wasn't even like, oh, it did a little bit. It did. And I, it was it was on the air. It wasn't, I think it started oh, in 1990. Nine. So, but it's not like they were like, it's going to be Sam Watterson. Like, <laughs> right. Yeah, dun, dun, dun. I remember the most. Did you have pictures of your injuries? Yeah. And even that didn't sway the Even judge? that, yeah. I, rem- I remember, though, the moment my nose broke. Ooh. Oh. I remember. Was there a sound or a... Yeah, it was like, pop. Yeah. Oh. But there was so much adrenaline adrenaline going on in that in those moments where it's like you don't feel anything. And, and that was the worst. I've had a lot of surgeries. That was the top, <laughs> one of the top three worst surgeries I've had. <laughs> <laughs> that nose oh, surgery. I've had a lot of surgeries. Surgeries. All my surgeries. Oh, you have you, and you can just sit in each chair and go around and tell us some of your top five surgeries. <laughs> Different no. voices. Yeah. I was. It was 1918. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Scarlet fever surgery. Oh. Oh, Andrew. I know it's terrible. You know what? I totally get why you ran in because you're protecting yeah, your brother. Yeah, of course. Oh no, of course. Yeah. Like, what are you gonna yeah. do? Be like, hold on. Hey guys. Stay in the blows while I run and get help. Right. That's yeah. what the friend should. He might have. Do you think maybe he's the person who got help? No. No, the vagabond got help. <laughs> no, vagabond no, did no, it. No, the other guy. No, he. I just. I. I think it was just he was scared. You know, we were yeah. all. I would have been scared too. Like yeah. big guys and. You know, and and it, this was Maryland. I mean, they were kind of hicky, um, Eastern Shore guys. Yeah. You know, Eastern mm-hmm. Shore of Maryland. Where do a little bit of the accent. I have a Maryland accent, so I don't know how to do it. Like, I well, can't hear it. My wife tells. And yeah, movies. And, yeah. Going home. Home. Yeah. Hey, hon. <laughs> My wife can do a great Maryland accent. I have a Baltimore accent, even though I didn't grow up in Baltimore. Baltimore. My father was from Baltimore. 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 Yeah, oh, terrible. Andrew. I was the victim. You really were. Oh, wow, <laughs> great story. Thank you for that story. Wow. All right. I just want to say, I could feel Nicole's rage during Andrew's story where like, if she was like, if I was there, I would have murdered them. Oh, I would have killed them. <laughs> I would have killed them. I mean, in my mind. <laughs> yeah. In my mind. Had, I wish you were there and not my buddy Brian. Oh, yeah. yeah, I would have. I would have jumped in for you. <laughs> she would have scratched and clawed and That's murdered. Right. That's I right. literally felt I you lean forward. When I was a little kid. And be like, I know. I was getting nervous. So I was like, 
Yeah. So we, we, I just want to say, like, this is the first time I think that a shared story has been told. Yes. Oh. You guys are going to tell a story together. So yeah. this is the first time on my first time that two people are telling the same story at the same time. And Nicole and Colleen's oh. story is the same story. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah. I guess I'll, I'll start and start then just out. chime in. Yeah, I'll chime in. Okay. So Nicole and I were mugged. Together. Yes, together. Yeah. Uh, it was the eve of my 25th birthday. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, yes, yeah. we were, we were in this thing called the Sunday Company, which is a, at the Groundlings. Yeah, yeah. You were with you us left right us. before. <laughs> none of the guys, <laughs> I would like to point out, none of the gentlemen walked us ladies to our car because but, they thought we could handle ourselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which we, I am the size of a of of a large man, of not even year. of a small man. And you have the strength and I have fury, the strength of and fury of multiple of men. Ten angry men. <laughs> yeah, not Did twelve. This happened around the Rowling? Yes. Yes. So, we we all, yes. It's a crime area. So we all went out the front. So and they so, went one way. And but Colleen there's actually a preamble. So okay. Uh, so we were in Sunday Company, which is just like a performance company where you perform every Sunday, and we're all very intimate and close and. We were all poor, too, so one night, instead of going to the bar to drink, we were like, we can just stay at the theater and drink the booze that's here or buy bottles. And so a small group of us did that. Mm -hmm. So we were mildly tipsy, and then we, you know, we had keys. Andrew had keys, or I had keys, to lock up the theater. So it was like, it's ours! The world is ours! (laughs) Yeah. And we stayed till, I think, about, like, 2 in the morning. Yeah. And then we locked up. actually one fourteen. Yeah, and uh, we we separated into our groups. So Nicole yeah. and I, Hal, Drew, and Andrew went one way, <laughs> and Colleen and I went the other. Was it? Was yeah. I, did I, Wasn't I Edie with us too? I don't. I don't know. I mean, she might have left. Or maybe Amy so wait, Kid. Wait, who were the guys? Hal it Rundin? was Drew yeah. and Hal, and Hal then uh, some random Hal like Hal not a random. Drew yeah. Drew, so macho guys. And who else? And then <laughs> maybe Amy, maybe Amy Kid, or I think it was a female. Okay. I think it might have been Edie. I can't remember, but or Margie, but. Um, we both had our like rape prevention keys between our fingers. Uh-huh. Did we? Yeah, I mean, we both had our keys in our hands. Oh. They were not right. in our bags, and we we turn off of Melrose, which is a busy, well lit street, down a suburban street, and it's so weird. It doesn't make any sense because it's just it's just you're on a a normal big lit street, busy street, yeah. and then it's just a quiet and there's houses, residential, yeah. And we're walking, and then you saw the car drive past us and back up, correct? No. Five gentlemen came running out of the alley. Oh. No, 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 no. They were in a car. No, they were not. They In the beginning, they were okay. not in a car. They ran out of the alley, and they there were meters on the side, and their car was parked in front of the meter. And they stopped, and they watched us walk, and that is when my hackles went up. So wait, they just came running out of the alley. Yes. And you don't know where they were coming from. Like maybe exactly. They were just, yeah, we have no maybe, idea. From behind right. the theater. From behind the theater, yeah. Okay. And that's when my keen sense of something is up. Because <laughs> I was, yeah. Well, and I was also raised to um, seek <laughs> out death at every moment, sure. like my parents taught me that I was going to die going to do whatever it was I was going to do. So it's like I just, I smelled it. and Because they had stopped and they were watching us. And I start, I almost took Colleen's arm and like walked us back to Melrose. Like that's what I wanted to do. But instead I just started waving down the alley (laughs) and waving to cars. Like, bye guys, see you in a minute. (laughs) 
bye. And Colleen was like, what are you doing? And I didn't know. Yeah. And then I abandoned it and we started talking about the Sunday company walking down a dark street. We yeah. just, I just. Like worrying about. That was gone. Sketches and stuff. And then the car backed so up. Wait, at that point, were you aware? No. And the way this, the, it, I am the most like oblivious had a few glasses of wine person through this and most of the story. Okay. This is true. So we, and we're walking along and the car backs up and it stops and we're still not that far from Melrose and these dudes get out and they do that thing where they're like, hold up, hold up, hold up. And you know how teenagers talk to you? They were like kids. Yeah, they were kids. Mm. And you go to that part where you're a teenager and they're a teenager and you're like, why are they bugging me? Leave me alone. Like, it's just bully shit, but it's, you don't think about it in any other way. So we're standing there and I'm like, why are these people talking to us and what's happening? And we have our, like I have my messenger Bags bag. Bags wigs and... Yeah. <laughs> Fake guns. Yeah. Our, oh. our dumb uh, costume bags. And they're like, talking to us and I feel someone kind of pulling at my bag and I'm like what do they want and then I hear Nicole say just take it and I went oh they're mugging us <laughs> well they pulled out a gun no no not, not yet oh. I hadn't done it yet because I thought they pulled it out right away you said just take it and then I remember turning around and looking at um, the houses and being like oh, I could just yell like we're just by houses and I turned and looked at the dude who wasn't doing anything. It was like the smallest of them was like the ringleader who looked like he was like 17. The Brian. Like, yeah, the Brian of yeah. the situation. Yeah. And I said, are you joking? And then he pulled out a gun and he pointed in my face and he said, does it look like I'm joking? Whoa. Mm. And I literally had this thought, the gun has a wooden handle. And like a six-barrel shooter, so it sort of looked like an oldie-timey Western gun. And I thought, is that a real gun? <laughs> and I'm so glad. I mean, it might have been a fake gun. Glad you didn't say that. Yeah, yeah but I almost literally at the gun? tip yeah. of my tongue it was... Like it, does it feel like a real gun? Yeah. At the tip of my tongue, a man for, pointing a gun in my face, I thought, is that a real gun? Like, it looked... Fake. It looked like a Western gun. Yeah, it was. Really but what she said was, "Are you kidding? Is Are you kidding? Is this a joke? Yes, that's what's what happening, <laughs> huh?" But then I went into like superhero. I'm gonna handle this situation. Yeah. <laughs> I did. I was like, and I don't know where this came from. I guess all the death that my parents prepared me for. When it steps in your face, you're ready. Yeah. I just went here. Take this. You take that. Here, Colleen, give him your watch. Take that. Okay. I don't know what. I, whatever. You had something. <laughs> I've never in my life take that, had a take watch. That. And then there was a weird, scary part because, like, the guy was feeling my pockets, but it was also my thighs. And look, I've got great legs. Yeah, she, she does. does. And she does. Can't see him, I was like, in my mind, it was like, okay, I've oh, never been in an orgy before, <laughs> but this might happen. Like, I was like, in my mind, I was like, this could happen right now. And but he was only feeling my pants because I had lesbian cargo shorts on. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't out yet, but should have figured that out then. But yeah, my shorts were. Uh, and then he was just feeling for like keys and wallet and stuff like that or whatever. And both of us had our car keys in our hands. Yeah, they didn't take our car keys. No. And so then, th the whole time I was totally like, this seems like a joke. This seems nuts. All right, bam, whatever. Yeah, what do you, and, and what, then how much? How much? Probably, that attitude probably saved your life. Yeah, and mm -hmm. then so then the, the the first time I was scared, 
was when they they told us to turn around. No, wait. Before that, I had the uh, I don't the gumption to say, "Okay, you have what you need. Yes. Now go." Wow. <laughs> yeah. And they <laughs> left. They left. They listened. We were very dignified. They were right. In our I said, mugging. "Okay, you have what you need. Now go." And they walked back to the car. And then I remember like looking at them, and the guy he sat. He was going to sit back down in his car, and he saw me look, <gasps> and he got up and he turned the gun, and he was like, "Turn your backs! I don't know turn your yelled. backs!" He just said, "Turn around." It sounded like he yelled to, to me. To me, it was like, calm. I don't know, whatever. I don't know that your state of mind makes much sense, so I'm going with Nicole. He was pretty calm. He might have been calm. I thought it was a joke. But here's the thing. It was a joke. I just was like. It felt real, so. It was just so strange. And so, but I remember when we turned around, I thought about like, they could shoot us. I I was aware of my spine and the idea that they could shoot into my spine. I felt, I was so stiff. New Jack City upside down. Yeah, he turned it around and I was so stiff. I was like (gasps) preparing to be shot in the back. Like I was. My, I can remember how I yeah, felt I was like at that so moment. Weird. I was like, oh my, oh my God. Yeah. And then they drove away laughing. Yeah. So then they're gone, and the two of us start walking. Them, all they have is wigs and bend on Yeah. yeah. They get fake some, gun. Like, waiter cash. No, they got my super Solano hair dryer. That Wait, hold on. That, we have to, hold on for yeah, that. Sorry. So we're walking. We're both walking, and we're just kind of like walking. Like, what happened? Whatever. And Nicole goes, I think we should run. I grabbed her hand and we and, and just we, run to my car. And we started to run and then both of us started crying. Like neither one of us started crying, but then like we were running oh, and the adrenaline yeah. kicked in and we were like, <laughs> but my favorite part is we were like, which car are we going to take? Because we both had our keys. So we took Nicole's car and then the second we got in the car, I started chasing him. Yeah. She's like, I'm going to fucking get him. I'm gonna <laughs> and we're like driving around the block. Yeah. Because I wanted to like find their license plate and yeah, not yeah, like yeah. Then, then report them, but... Yeah, but she was we on didn't a, find them. a tear. So we did that for about five seconds or something, and then I was like, let's just go home. So we drive to my apartment, which is closer than Nicole's apartment, and we get into the house. And, and th- at this point, uh, Jennifer, my sister, and we I are bust sh- in. sharing the same bedroom, so we both have beds. And we bust in on her, and we go, Jennifer, we just got mugged. And she and goes, like, hold on, let me put my top on. <laughs> <laughs> It was a hot summer night. Yeah. She didn't have a top on. Hot summer night. So she gets a top on. We tell her the whole story crying. We call the police. We call the police. And then, ah, fucking. They this. show up. So they come. The police came. Yeah, the police came. came to the house. We're sitting in my kitchen. And they start to go like, okay, what, what items did they, did take? they steal? So. Right. So I listed, like, I had a great pair of seven jeans <laughs> that fit me really well. A Super Solano hair dryer that was $125. Um, you know, a couple brushes, a couple wigs. And, like, he let me just go with all, like, just, just let me go. Out, right? <laughs> and then Colleen, and Colleen goes. And I will let you say the one thing you want. I'll say the first part, and then you'll say the second part, and then I'll say the third part. So I go, um, oh, okay, so they took uh, my hair straightener. And then, um, oh, and then Nicole uh, will do an impression of me. I don't remember what. You know, it's the, the thing that you love to say in a high-pitched voice that I just bought. What? Oh, my gap sweater. <laughs> <laughs> because I had, I had just bought, I was poor, and I had just bought this sweater for, like, meetings with managers, and I was like, oh, my gap sweater. Oh, <laughs> right, yeah. Oh, they took like my gap sweater. Right, now yeah. I remember that. And yeah. she made fun of me forever about it. 
And, and then the cop goes, he cuts her off. He goes, ladies, 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 I, I just, I need to know, like, identification, credit cards. Not your Not our wings. <laughs> and Colleen goes, you let her, like, talk about her goddamn. <laughs> you let her go on. <laughs> I was so upset because I was like, well, you asked me what he took. Oh, like, no, this is like a sketch. Anyway, mm. so uh, they leave. And then, like the next morning, well, we did go they to. Give you any like like we're probably not gonna catch. Yeah, they yeah. were like these things yeah. never happen. The next morning, we went to like <gasps> brunch, and I called my cell phone, and some fucker answered, and I called wow. my cell phone from my sister's cell phone, which means the number was programmed into the phone. So I was like, "Who's the dick who answered this stolen phone? If it was the guys who mugged us, they're morons. And if it was, unless they stripped it, I guess, and they would have taken out all like like I don't mm. know." If they had the technology in one day to be like, I erased all the memory. Maybe they changed the chip. I don't know. Who knows? Back but like, then, why was... would you answer that phone? And then, um, so wait, did they, was did they talk to them? Yeah. No, I just was like, I was so hot and mad, but I was also like, they have my ID and my social security card. Like, I'm not gonna scream at them. They can right. come to my house. <clears throat> and then um, we did go to ID based on cards. Not like a lineup, but oh, cards. Oh, wow, right. Remember I that? Remember, yeah, now I do. And I recognize one guy, the like ringleader guy. And I, I might have even been wrong the with Brian. my ID. The Brian of the group. Yeah. Uh, Nicole didn't recognize anybody, but they took us in separately. I was too busy handling the situation. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, speaking of handling the situation, and then Nicole slept in my house for a year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because my apartment. I remember that. I remember yeah, that. my apartment. People were getting mugged because we had to park far away. Like we had to park like maybe a couple blocks, and then pe criminals knew that, and they knew that. So whenever it was late at night, I would sleep over Colleen's. So wait, because I, as you were telling the story, I was thinking that maybe I heard at least part of the story before. Did you have a fake gun mm -hmm. in, in that bag? bag? In yeah. that bag. So you had a prop yeah. gun. I swear to God, if it was a real gun. It was an old gun. Like, if he had decided to shoot me, like, it oh, might have been one of those things where it shot back at him. I mean, yeah. he had a cartoonish revolver. <laughs> I mean, he had, like... Well, it's hard to know. It might not have been a revolver. Yeah. yeah. It seemed real It to was me. a wooden-handled revolver. But I don't know anything about guns. Around. So if I know this gun, it means it's from... In the movie Carol, she had... Oh, that was in the <laughs> yes. 50s. It's weird how, like, it delays. Like, years, years later after my... Uh, my second time I was a victim of a crime, I got mugged in Amsterdam. And it's not until much later, like after the mm -hmm. event is over and the adrenaline sort of starts to like, mm -hmm. where you, then you, then it hits you. Yeah. And it was like, oh, I've been robbed. Like it, it hit me like an hour later that, as if it had just happened. Yeah. 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 That's a weird it's a, it's like, defense mechanism. Yeah, something. I still do that with people that have passed away. Like, oh my God, my grandmother's dead. Like I forget. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. It's absurd and it's strange. Like there's moments in your life where something very dramatic happens and yeah 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 so we survived oh my it God, i can't oh the turning around yeah the turning that around is, that's the worst part about it there somebody else like a couple days later got mugged at like yeah, 10 a.m and got the crap beaten out of them mm -hmm. and i remember same people, area people were so like nice about it and then i would hear somebody tell their mugging story and it was like i this woman told me about how somebody mugged her in the middle of the day with a sock full of rocks. And, mm, he, and they punched her in the face. He said, well, what he said it was like, give me your purse. And she went to hand him the purse and he hit her before she let go of the purse. So then when he started beating her, her oh. hand seized up. So, so he what, thought she was resisting. Yeah, but it was like, you. she was handing it to you and, and, and she, I was like, oh, 
my story is not that. Like, mine's yeah. scary, but it's not like. Right. I, no, but you can't compare that stuff. Like, you I can. Mug, I can 100% you your, well, oh, yes, know okay, that that sure. is not but the you same. Got mug, you had a gun in your face. You turned your Yeah, that was surprising. That made me, like, that changed a couple things in my life. Yeah, yeah. it would. The good news is I got a parking ticket and because I hadn't moved my car. Sure, sure. And then I sent them Did the you police a report. Sign on the dashboard that said, take me? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Oh my God, it, it loops back. But I got a, I sent them the report, the police report that said, like, the reason I didn't move my car in time was I was mugged and I was dealing with it. And we were chasing the criminals. We were chasing the criminals because I was with Batman. And um, they they took away the. Still that's it. Yeah. That's, that's good. Yeah. You guys, that is amazing. a miracle. And that's the, the moral. If you and get a ticket. That's a great one, story to use. Yeah. One thing also, everybody in the Sunday company was so lovely. They pitched in. Oh, yes. I got my super Solano hair dryer oh. back. Yeah. And Colleen got her straightener. Yeah, they or maybe her cap sweater. Which one did my you get back? sweater. I, I just got a hair straightener. And it was funny because it was my 25th birthday. My little sister had planned a surprise party for me like a week later. And there were a bunch oh, right. of people was, at the apartment who were nervous, I guess, beforehand. That to like, surprise you? Is Colleen going to be afraid of jumping out? And Jen's like, no, so don't worry. It's fine. And I, of course I wasn't. Like, it was like, no one went, boo, I'm mugging you. It was like <laughs> slow and strange. And I was the drunk idiot who was like, are you joking? I mean, I could call the houses. Uh, well, you this... the door and like, surprise, we're holding guns. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, ah. my guess is hilarious, guys. <laughs> anyway. I love that Jennifer has to get, let me put my top Hold on. on. Let me put my top on. Let me get my top on. <laughs> it was like Faye Dunaway. So wait, yeah. I gotta ask a follow-up question. Did you tell your parents? Uh, not, not right away. Okay. My dad would have had the caddy driving out. <laughs> well, yes. and also I would imagine you would have said, I told you, death is around every oh, corner. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't remember what their reaction was. I think my mother just went, Jesus Christ. <laughs> like, you know, I don't remember what their reaction was. Because I remember you, I think, remember, because Nicole was on our very first, my first yes. time podcast. And I think I remember you saying something about your parents' uh, death omens. Oh, yeah. You told that story, too. Like, right. Yeah. Every, every time I left the house, <clears> my right. dad would meet me at the front door and tell me <laughs> how I was going to die. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Meanwhile, I think my mom was like, oh, Lana, are you all right? Like, it was, and I was like, well, they seemed young, Mom. And she's like, well, maybe they're troubled. Like, <laughs> That little neck of the woods, that little Melrose Red yeah. Ridge lyric, first of all, it is a really weird thing because you are yeah. on very yeah. busy, neon restaurants. lit, restaurants, mm-hmm. yeah. valleys, and then you turn down. Cars, and then you, you're... It's super quiet, yeah. You go right past a 7-Eleven and you're mm-hmm. in a dark... Mm-hmm. To this day, when I leave the theater, I run to my car. I jog to my car. Yeah. I will say this. There is a 7-Eleven right by there, and whenever I've looked for apartments, my dad always said, is there a 7-Eleven nearby? Don't live there. Oh. Mm-hmm. And was it on Fuller? Because it's open 24 was hours. Was We were on Poinsettia, but that's close one, enough. Yeah, one, one block away. Which is where they were running from. There was also some... Uh, I don't know. It's so weird because I don't... Other than the fact that they answered the phone, and I was like, fuck you, dicks. They did seem really young, so it just felt like... And they like... did seem kind of nice. So they didn't yeah. really get away with it Yeah, because they much, were... Right? That's why it seemed like a joke, because they were like, hey, ladies, what are you up to? Hey, hey. And that's why I didn't get it, because it was like, are we being hit on or are we being mugged? I think it was gang week, too, so they had to, like, mug... Like, yeah. They had to but mug it was someone. legit... Yeah, they had it initiation was legit, week. like, imagine some guy going, like... Like, beach week? 
Like, like yeah, beach week, like yeah. beach week, you have to mug. You have to mug someone. But imagine somebody you coming up to you. No, no. They, sometimes they have to kill people. There's like an initiation thing. Yeah, oh, that's this so is cool. all like our like our happens in August and movies. September. But honestly, it was like this. It was like somebody going like, "Hey, what are you doing? What are you up to? What are you doing? Like, how are you doing?" As they're trying to take your purse. Wow. So you're like, that's such a weird. I don't feel like I'm being mugged. Like honestly, the first time it felt violent was when the guy said, I said, are you joking? And then he said, no, I'm not joking. And, and the gun, but like before that, it was all like, hey, it was all mm. very like, hey, just give me your shit. But they didn't say it. They didn't yeah. actually say, give me your stuff. And I remember holding the things and they were tugging at it. They weren't ripping it from me. They weren't pulling it from they me. They probably thought they hit the jackpot of like tons of stuff. <laughs> Oh yeah, they're they're Have so fun with the feather boa. They got my gap sweater and a, a leather trench coat I bought a, from Urban Outfitters. I'm offended they didn't try to, you know, make a move. Sure. Well, uh, yeah, we're too sexy. They ladies. were young gentlemen just trying to get could into Could have been a fun a night. Gang, so could have been could. a lot different if you asked. Maybe it was their first time too. Ooh. Oh. We might have I bet just you it was told the first time of those guys mugging yeah. people. Yeah. And that's where we reach the end of our podcast. This is the end. Uh, Nicole, what do you have to promote? Where are you on Twitter? What do you get? Oh, um, my website, I would say. Okay. Uh, www.ridingwithnicole.com. It's a show. Riding. 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 R-I-D. R-I-D. If you haven't seen Riding with Nicole, you have to see Riding with Nicole. It's hilarious. Thank you. And unique and weird and crazy and fantastic. And I tell the mugging story. And also, Nicole is spelled without an E. Oh, yes. Thank you. Next show is May 19th. And I see a well. Yeah. She tells Nicole's version of it, where I'm some sort of cowardly I'm the hero. Lion pees herself. And she's. Uh, <laughs> you have to embellish. Eileen. Taking care of me. I, my yeah. name becomes Eileen. Eileen pees herself. I'm a mess. As Tune opposed in. to I was actually a like incredibly calm, normal human being who had a surprise party two days later and did not lose her mind. But no, it's fine. It's embellish. fine that the legend is being told that Comedy. I was some sort of hysterical mess. I'm not bitter about it at all. Is there is there a Twitter handle or anything else you want to throw out there? Uh, just Nicole Payone. No E. N-I-C-O-L-P-A-O-N-E. Thanks. There we go. All right. We're moving over to Andrew. Andrew, oh. tell, us. Oh. tell us. Tell us who you are, where you're from. No, oh. don't do that. Just uh, who, do you, who do you want to tell us? Um, uh, God, man. Uh, what am I doing? Do you Twitter I, and Instagram? I do. I'm very inactive. I'm at, like at, at Andrew Friedman's, uh, spelled fried man with an S on the end. That's my Twitter. You're also on... Uh, I'm on Sunny. Sunny. I'll be on... I'm doing another episode of Sunny in Philadelphia in May. Next month. And what's in the May. show? Um, Review? Yeah. Uh, Are you recurring or just that one? No, I just did the one. Um... I, oh, I, I have I did a f- uh, independent film uh, written and directed by a Groundling alum, Ted Michaels. That's supposed to go to f- festivals and premiere this year, 2016, yeah. called Tango Born Men Clenty. Awesome. Spell it poorly, and you'll still find it. You'll still find it. Nothing. Yeah, nothing. Yeah. Nothing, yeah. nothing will. Yeah. All right. All right. Moving on. Hello, my name is Jane Entwistle. You can find me at The Jane Show, and I spell my name J-A-Y-N-E. You can also find me on Twitter at The Jane Show. And I have a show. It's on hiatus right now, but it's called To Whom It May Concern. 
and it's a show where people read their letters on stage. And Colleen has appeared mm, on it. Yeah. Mary Jo's been on it twice. It's a, that is also a great show, and you should see it. I, I've been both moved to tears and laughed my head off at this show. Mm. Yeah, cool. good. Glad, to, glad yeah, to hear it. And we've. Good show. Thank you. And we've got podcasts uh, for two years of that. You can go to readyourletter.com. Thank you. No, thank yeah. you. Yeah. That's professional. Jane. Mine was horrible. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to go again, Andrew? <laughs> okay. Yeah, you were the brunt. So um, you can find me at Mary Jo LA. Mm-hmm. You can find me at Colleen Smee, C-O-L-L-E-E-N-F-M-I. On Twitter. Yep. And then you can find the podcast at My First Time Pod, and you spell out first, so at M Y F I R S T P O D. And then the website is myfirsttimepodcast.net. Again, yeah. spell out first. And um, did you already plug the knot? Uh, oh, no, it'll, it'll be, done. be done by then. Sugar. But um, we should say that a lot of the pictures on the website and on Facebook are done by Chick. T. Chick McClure. T. Chick McClure, who uh, I think if you have been listening to this in the beginning was Tanya, so there's a there's a transition there, which is interesting and fun. And um, if you if you listen to the "My First Time My Body Betrayed Me" chapter, you will hear Tanya become Chick when he comes out as transgender. Yeah, and every podcast begins and ends with a very surreal musical piece that has nothing to do with the thing; just it's its own magical thing, and it is always written by Dr. Phones Smith. That's me. Yeah. Um, and, and if you're interested in that, Ian, you want to do, Ian, what is the... Uh, just go to ianscreams.com. Ian is spelled I-N, yep. and then Screams is spelled like Screams. And I just want to do a shout-out to Prince. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I just want to do a shout-out to Prince. I've been obsessing, like, I think, like, like everybody on the planet this this week has just been, like, absorbing Prince and living Prince, 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 Prince. And it's, yeah. it's like, I, I love Prince. So mm. I just wanted to say that. We could do a little bonus thing. You could tell you're very qu- quick first Prince story can you tell it in, oh. in under 30 seconds Ooh, uh, well I'll tell a Prince story which I went to the I saw Prince live uh, during the uh, Purple Rain tour and it was one of the best nights of my life and um, the thing that I just will remember forever um, was the crowd of people walking out of the stadium all going like singing and just like so together and it was such an amazing show and just such an amazing energy and you know that that's like my my little prince story mm-hmm. all right jane you got a prince story for my 16th birthday i asked for purple rain for the album and my birthday party was all focused around that album. And my parents were so worried that we were going to become heathens listening to the album in the basement that they sat nervously <laughs> at the top of the stairs and monitored our every move. And, and uh, because we're British and yeah. Andrew, do you have a Prince story? Oh my gosh. I wish I had seen a Prince concert. I never did. Uh, I, but it's like every song I can remember where I, yeah. wh- where I was when I heard this song or if I was in the car driving or if it was, cause I, it was like my high school years. It's crazy how it's like such a stamp on my life. But I remember when Prince was here, what, three, four? In this house? No. In this house. <laughs> he did a private concert for marriage. He did what? Four. 25 nights at the Forum. 25 yeah. nights, right. Mm. And I tried to get tickets. 
Uh, I was going to go with Jordan a couple times, and then we never did, and I'm like kicking myself. I wish I had seen him. Thanks mm. to Ian, because Ian, Ian has oh. our friend story. Yes, yeah, so we did go to the forum and see yeah. $25 tickets. Wow. We went with Jordan and Jordan's friend who I can't remember his name. Luther. Who's Luther. Like the, I reached out to him on Facebook because he's such a super fan and I was like, it's like he lost a parent. He yeah. was dressed up in Prince garb that night. I, think. He, I don't think Jordan was, but I think Luther no, because he Jordan said he was like the Michael kid when he was a kid, and Luther was the Prince kid. And like, I mean, Luther has like a full Prince tattoo on his like bicep. Like he's yeah, insane. And, and so we way. met them downtown with Scott and Stephanie. Was there too? No, no, just Scott. Uh, and then, so we went to the forum. We saw him. It was amazing. I ate half of a pot brownie <laughs> at the beginning of the show. <laughs> And about 90 minutes in, decided I was coming down and ate the other half of the oh. pot brownie. Oh. So come come half an hour later, I'm in full meltdown mode, having a panic attack, not ready to stand up. Wow. We got up to go, and I almost blacked out, and I had to lean against the wall. Nobody knew. Colleen was the only person who knew there was something wrong. And, and I kind really, of, we weren't sitting next to each other, right? We were all No, like, yeah, because it was random tickets. I was yeah, by myself. Yeah, so I, I was in a different seat than you, so we all had our private Prince experiences at that concert. Yeah. yeah. And and so I recovered, like woke back up or whatever, and then we, we left. We milled out and there was this legend of Prince who would come back after the show. Yeah, he came like, out in a bicycle. Well well, I mean every night it was a different thing. Some nights <laughs> yeah. he came back, some nights he didn't come back. And so we got in the car we finally got in the car and I was like, Oh my god, this is almost over. I was having complete meltdown. <laughs> we are pretty close to getting to downtown i think we even got on the freeway we we're back on the 110 or whatever heading back towards downtown no we were still in the parking lot <laughs> no 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 we were gone from the, we were like on our way sure? and we get a call from scott that prince is back and this has been like 20 minutes i have gone by and prince is back he's riding his tricycle around <laughs> so luther <laughs> turns the car around and we drive back and then we're like we're going in and i'm still in melt meltdown mode uh we go back, and Prince is long gone by the time we get back. He just rode his tricycle around the parking lot once, and that was it. Moral of the story, don't do too many edibles. Yeah. yeah. That was the last pot brownie I ever ate. Careful with edibles. That. You know what's interesting? That, I just want to interject real quick. That, uh, that I never thought about, but my wife, Kara, just made this weird connection yesterday. It's like, it was what was his name? Prince? What was his full name? Prince... Oh, uh, yeah. They, everyone can say Rogers Nelson? Yeah. Prince Rogers Nelson? Yeah, yeah right. right. And, like, his whole... I used to always think of Prince as, like, like what's he wearing? He's wearing these crazy clothes and the and the fur coats and the and, and the, the high shirts, collars. Yeah. yeah, the puffy shirts. And it's, like, he really was dressing like a prince yes. of, like, you know, the 1600s. Like, a fun... Renaissance mm. man. Yeah, yeah, high heels and a renaissance... Yeah. Yeah. His hair was, like, foppish. Yeah. And, that was his whole thing. I didn't really think about it that way. Yeah. Just yeah. Fascinating. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, and the purple robes, yeah. Yeah, the purple, which was like... It's a royal legal. color. Royal yeah. color, money. Yeah. yeah. And then Nick has, I think, um, the coolest story. Uh, I well yeah I well I don't I don't know if it's the coolest but like I was him. I was living uh, with Malin Ackerman at the time she's an actress and I she came home and and she was like what are you doing this weekend I was like I'm going to Vegas to see a concert and she was like me too and I'm like who are you going to see she was like Prince and she was like who are you going to see I was like Liza Minnelli <laughs> <laughs> and also amazing yeah also yeah. amazing a little different and then she's like let me see if I can get you a ticket and she calls somebody gets me a ticket to the show and then the after show and then the after after party where 
I mean, the show was amazing, and we were in this VIP section, and Prince was on stage singing, and then all of a sudden, he leaves the stage, and then all of a sudden, I kid you not, because I was at the railing, there was a spotlight on me, and everybody in the auditorium was staring at me, and I didn't understand why, and I was a little stoned, and I <laughs> looked to my left, and Prince was standing right next to me, and I was like, holy shit. <laughs> and then, you know, he goes back on stage, does his thing, and... Th- cut to the after after party where it's a room like a small room and he's jamming with Sheila E and Justin Timberlake and all and like there's just like 20 to 30 people there and I was one of them and his backup singer was sitting next to me and he came up and like was standing next to me and I didn't know what to say to him I looked up at him and I just rubbed his arm and went great show prince (laughs) and he like smiled and he was shy and then he ran up to the stage and grabbed a tambourine and then he would like come back down get a drink and then he'd run back up and grab the guitar and he played till six in the morning and sheila e did a drum solo with one arm behind her back it was it was one of the greatest nights of my life and then the next night i saw liza minnelli (laughs) another great night come on that woman's an institution sure well, thank you, you guys. Yeah, I just want to say, like, I know this has gone on way too long, but because, and, and I want to credit this guy AJ Hartley, who who um, he wrote an article. To, he was an open letter to millennials, which is not the point of this, but it inspired me or made me think about music in a different way because he was talking about because there's been so many we've lost so many musical legends this year, yeah. and and talking to millennials about like why it's different and how like. When I was younger, and I think for most of the people in this room, like you made time for music. Like music, it's mm. different now, and you and you and you experience an entire album in the order in which it was meant to be heard because you had no choice. Like you either were listening to an LP or a cassette, and you would listen to one side, and then you'd flip it over and you'd listen to the other side, and and you couldn't stream music, and you couldn't you couldn't really take like when you first got those Walkmans, like that was a huge deal. But for the most part, you didn't really take music with you except on a car radio, and then you had commercials and DJs or whatever. But like, it's so different. And Prince was one of those for me, like binge listening, just mm. like listening to album. And he had about thirty nine albums. It's a huge yeah. library of music. And you could spend a year listening to music. Like there was a um, the day after he died, or the day he died, there was a um, uh, NPR in Minnesota was streaming nothing but Prince, and they went alphabetically from A to Z, and it was endless. It's still going. Like it's just they're just still streaming Prince. It's crazy. Anyway, that I didn't write the article, so I have to credit this guy AJ Hartley, who I don't know, but I shared it on Facebook. Anyway, all right, that's it. All right, <coughs> I have a coffee fit, so we have to end. Oh, okay. <coughs> Colleen is coughing. Thanks for joining us. Look us up <coughs> at myfirsttimepodcast.net. Yay! Yay! <laughs> 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 delirious. All right. We did it.